Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Who Are Uni podcast. I'm Maeve Schaffer and today I'm joined by Manzi Vithlani. She's a third year student at the uh, City University of London and in this episode we talk all about what it's like to be an undergraduate in a big city like London. We also talk about Instagram, influencers and generally what it's like to be a woman of colour dating and at university in London. Really hope you enjoyed this episode and as always give us a follow over on our Insta at Who Are Uni. Enjoy! So welcome to the Who Are Uni podcast. You just want to explain who you are, what university you go to, all that jazz. Hi Mae, thank you so much for having me. So I'm Mansi. I'm a third year BA journalism student at City University of London. Brilliant. So you're in your third year now. Um, I suppose the best question is to ask you, um, what do you wish you'd known when you first went to uni? What do you wish you'd known first year when you're a little, little tiny fresher? Gosh, I think one thing that I wish I knew was that when you're moving to London, it's okay to have a lot of like me time and alone time. I think the best advice that I would give to anyone that's coming to like do that undergrad in like the big city is knowing that you're going to learn so much more about yourself and that you should just prioritize yourself I think because I think that was one thing that I just wasn't aware of and it has taken me like the three years to make myself my like priority um so I kind of just wish I knew that when I first came that my biggest cheerleader would be myself throughout this whole journey I think that's quite nice um it's very nice taking this long but yeah I think that's one thing you need to know because you're coming to such a big place you're not really on like a campus like the whole city is your campus so I think knowing that at the end of the day like you're chasing your dreams but it's like you have to make sure you keep yourself going I think that's really important like that's what I would tell people like be your biggest cheerleader because the city is crazy but it makes you love it even more when you do that yeah it's interesting because I, I went to a um, quite a small campus university for my undergrad actually so it's completely the opposite experience from this huge city and basically there's I mean that tiny little campus in like Northampton Square is like just a couple of buildings really let's be honest yeah it's tiny and I don't know because when I applied I did apply to some campus unis I applied to Sheffield and Leeds and like I love them but I think because of the degree I've chosen like it's journalism I thought I want to be in London that's where like the stories are and I think I've always loved London so I was like it's okay I'm gonna go to a big city I know when you come to London I think you have to have that mindset that it's not going to be the same experience of people that go to a campus mm-hmm. and there were moments where I'd be like oh well I had my so it was in freshers we had the two weeks they had all the events like a white beamed party like neon they'd like a boat ball they had what you'd expect when you're like going to uni but then two weeks that's it it will die down and mm. I would see my friends like they still have these theme nights I'm like why am I not doing this but I think knowing that you're coming to a city and it's not going to be the same you just 
have to have that in your brain from the beginning because then you're just gonna have like false promises and be upset but I think that was the biggest like I knew it but it was still like a shock because mm-hmm. you think oh I'm a student I'm coming to uni the uni will provide that similar experience but I still talk to people even people at the SE who spoke to them like we know that this culture in London is not the same so I don't know three years later I still feel like oh, I wish there was a bit more but then you kind of learn that London has so much more and different things to offer that other people wouldn't experience. Yeah, so. that's very true. So in regards to like the sort of university nights out, things like that, you said they died down pretty soon after Freshers Week. What what way did you guys go out? Like, Where did you go? Did you tend to stay around that like, close to the uni or did you, were there, were there student nights like on a Wednesday or a day or something like that with city so from first year to now it's changed so much because of covid as well but during first year i know that the city bar like would have most of the events i think now i don't know what's happened with the alcohol license because i know there was a lot of issues with that so there aren't as many events in there now but that was the go-to place i didn't go a lot um if i did go out it would be like a ministry tuesday or fabric on a Tuesday or Wednesday I think clubbing for me was I'm gonna do it because like it's a great way to meet friends like my flat would go out and we'd I think we have like our moment like the first two three months would be like let's go clubbing this week let's do that but then after that I was more I want to do wholesome things go to museums um I don't know there's always random like Canary Wharf had like a light festival I love food so I kind of would like okay right my money's gonna go to trying out new restaurants but the scene London clubbing scene and party scene is very expensive um, it is very expensive too expensive one of my friends came around the other day and they were saying oh there's an end of year rave and I was like okay like I feel I'm 21 I'm not even old but sometimes like oh maybe I shouldn't go because it's for the 18 year olds it's for the baby freshers but I was like okay let's look at the tickets and all of the early bird and like standard ones already sold out and I don't want to spend like 15 pounds on a ticket when like I could get a Nando's 15 pounds very true you've got to put your priorities straight when you're in London so I think yeah I think that was like a culture shock as well just like the price especially because I'm from Leicester and like I can go to the club for four pounds drinks are so cheap as well whereas here that was me too as well like if growing up in Manchester there was the student nights in Manchester because I turned 18 like earlier in the year it was December that I turned 18 so I was still in my A-levels but I could kind of get into all the student nights one pound entry one pound entry one pound one pound Jaeger bonds like I gobsmacked at the price difference not even between Manchester and here but Manchester and York where I went to do my undergrad five pound entry easy every single night I was just I was so offended actually (laughs) I I was offended too and I don't when you think about it you can't really justify spending that much money yeah um, I don't know so in the halls I was in which is quite close to campus there was a laundry room and then it was disgusting like it was horrific so sticky but there were sofas there so people would just go down and like chill there 
my flat was quite weird my parents were quite shocked because I got there and you think equal there's 10 of us in our flat you think equal amount of girls and boys yeah it wasn't really I think it was like three girls and seven boys and oh my like, gosh oh okay but um it must have been a bit of a um a shock to like transition into especially yeah, when you first like, move out this is not what I was expecting but they were all so lovely and I think because city is so international like I'm still friends with most of them now and I think you just learn more like when you hear like how they've grown up but yeah we just chill in the laundry room like for hours sometimes just order pizza play games so kind of wholesome nights but I think I would always get a bit sad in the sense that the kitchens were not great like it's tiny you could not do you know how some unis people do like a wholesome like Christmas dinner because they've got like a proper table to sit down our kitchens were so 10 people they were tiny like I think three people could probably cook at the same time and all 10 of us could not fit in there so it's little experiences like that that I was like okay maybe it's not gonna happen first year like second year third year it's fine because you're living in your own place you can invite people out but I don't know that was the weird aspect because it was your corridor as well so the 10 on this side would all be in one kitchen it's very strange. Very strange little layout then. Yeah, not similar to like my friends who are, because a lot of them go up north in Sheffield, like Durham. And especially in like Durham, because it's like basically Hogwarts, they would have <laughs> their little dinners in like the castle. And I was like, that was when I'd be, oh, my experience is very, very different. Mm-hmm. But then I think you just have to make it what you want to be. Like, 100% if you want to do this thing you gather the people that you think will do it and just go whereas at more campus universities I think it's just laid out to you so mm. I think that is like the biggest difference that I've noticed. Yeah. I feel like you're more like independent from the university for sure I think I've grown a lot in the last three years and it's quite nice because it makes you a lot more confident and like London is a big quite scary place sometimes but it is a big scary place sometimes yeah people say it's like the loneliest place ever like it's the best and loneliest and I kind of do get that because you are like you can be left alone quite a lot there Mm. were moments um because everyone kind of just does their own thing but I think you have to take that in your stride like okay if I want to go to this museum who wants to go I'm going to take myself out on a little self-date and just have fun and explore the city because it just helps you grow I think I've definitely become a lot more confident within myself by doing like this move like Leicester is a like substantially sized city it's all right but yeah it's huge and I think I would regret not going out on self-dates or like gathering friends but let's go like ice skating today and do this instead of like going to a club it's just things like that I'm like those are the memories I want to remember not uh going out and oh someone got in a fight but I don't know the city never sleeps I think yes that's Um, for your pockets because if if you're like I have a late night craving you can actually go and get it which is like annoying because you know in your hometown or in other places around the country oh I'm craving something shame I don't have it here it's like oh I'll just nip down to that 24-hour convenience shop 
next I have to be so strict with myself I'd be like right you're eating out this time this week rest mm-hmm. of the week you are cooking your meals yeah. you're gonna be healthy of course yeah I mean London is so expensive and you know students as is struggle with having money do you reckon how do you reckon you would advise someone to budget when they're living in London because that's certainly something I struggled with and sometimes still do because there is so much going on and everything is so expensive yeah I think I still struggle with it too especially because in the last week I've been like to and fro um like different side of London so when my TFL went through I was like oh my goodness I've spent like 20 pounds on the tube in like a week which is insane Mm -hmm. I think I'm very much a planner so if I know I've got plans like for example this weekend I'm going out with a friend I kind of just set aside that money I think that's like the best thing to do I have two bank accounts I have like Monzo which I set up before uni and then I have like my student account and I just always like split the money up yes some money for some things and some of the other and obviously my main priority is always food I don't know why because I just want to feed myself um and travel which I guess like other top two things and obviously like this year um got bills and everything so I just I literally am that person that has like a table on my laptop got a little excel sheet you just have to be quite smart about how you want to prioritize everything and people have different priorities like obviously once in a while nip to Zara and be like oh let's do some shopping or you might go on like a spontaneous trip to like a a food market and you want to buy something and obviously I spend so much money on coffee which I'm trying to cut down to get the prep subscription but I do say to myself like I'm really hungry should I just order pizza but then I'm like no like there's stuff in the fridge there's stuff in the freezer you do I think you just have to be so strict really strict yourself and then also try and find some freebies like luckily obviously we are on carrot and I've been for free few free meals but then also I always see rat it's on TikTok and then I miss the event but I always see things like oh we're giving out free donuts I'm like okay I'm gonna come <laughs> I want a free donut but, so um speaking of carrot that's a good little yeah. way to transition into the next section which is because we spent about 20 minutes <laughs> on a love letter to London <laughs> um so you are the editor-in-chief of Carrot, which is a student magazine based in City University of London. Yes. Tell me more all about this. Tell How did you get more. into it? What? Yeah, tell me more. Well, obviously I studied journalism and it's a very scary industry. Um, very hard to get into, especially as like a female and like as a woman of color as well so I think I kind of just knew that from the get-go um and my parents were like are you sure it's gonna be hard I was like no because I just love it but I went to Freshers Fair and they that Freshers Fair the team had so much much and I was like okay carrot water bottle I'll be taking that pens <laughs> I just spoke to them I was like okay so how big are you guys and they're like not really that big but just join it was one pound to join as well And to be honest, during my first year, I didn't write a lot. I did like a few articles first term, but because it was the pandemic year, as soon as March hit, so we were first year, we got very lucky. They canceled all of our assessments, all of our exams, free pass. We're going straight into second year. So I had nothing to do for so long. Because City starts like end of September as well. So I just emailed the editor like, okay, I've got nothing to do. And it's, I think in first year, in this kind of 
career you kind of start stressing like oh my gosh I need to start getting experience I've got nothing on my CV yeah, absolutely so such a nice way to meet new people and then second year I was in charge of socials and then at the end of that year they were like do you want to take them I was like mm, okay but I don't know I think in London and at uni you kind of have to delve into different ways of making friends and for me Carrot was like okay I'm gonna be with like-minded people the teams like first year team second year team also wholesome and I was like I know that it'll be something that I would love doing and I have like this year has been insane because we've achieved so much and it was such a baby publication in first year like I think anyone could tell because no one really knew about it and I think this year getting our name out there um being known by like the Student Press Association and getting those awards. So I've just loved it. And I think having a project that I've been part of since first year, like seeing it grow and knowing that like we are leaving a legacy for other students and will probably be remembered for it is just quite a nice feeling. <laughs> quite a nice feeling. But lovely. That was the only like because so- we are a society, even though I don't really count as this one, but that yeah. I joined because I think a city is really hard to get into them they don't I don't know I feel like other unis you know that so they my friend is like a dance one like you know of that society whereas here it's quite hard the only way is through social media that is it's a good thing about societies I must admit like um listeners who've been to university or people that want to go to university I think it's it's just like societies are the way to meet people that you have common interests with when you put in a flat with you know a certain amount of people you're kind of in a way forced to be friends because you're just near each other and you kind of like if you don't want to have an uncomfortable living situation you need to make friends and then I guess on your course it's similar to societies but it's still you know there's still a variety of people in societies that's where you meet the people that have similar interests something that you automatically have in common and it's a great way to meet friends so absolutely actively encourage it so um the next section is style so this is fashion politics all that jazz all of it so um I think you're quite a fashionable woman thank Um, you (laughs) yeah and I think also in terms of style you're very I see you very much on Instagram very much like in the sort of I just love your aesthetic basically is what I'm trying to say I'm just gushing um just want to talk about that did that is that always been something you're interested in like or is that new I think I don't know like I've grown up watching like YouTubers when I got on Instagram I think got it in 2014 like I have quite a lot of older cousins and I'm just like oh one of them, one of them is so cool she went to like London fashion school and she just be posting and I was like I want to be like you but the thing is I never wanted to be like an influencer which yeah. is why so what you see on like my main Instagram account like I'm private because I'm just like this is just for me like a memory dump um but then my journal account is more I wouldn't say it's influential because I see that journalism account as uh, like a more creative CV where I can just like show what I'm up to um I think I was just always I've always been interested in fashion beauty like I don't really care that much but I'll try and keep up with the trends see what's going on and I think this year if you saw my style in first year compared to this year 
oh I do not like my first year style It'd be a lot of like I mean I still wear a lot of color but it was just I don't know don't know what it was be quite embarrassed what I will but I think because I've just become more confident within myself I've kind of found like my little niche and I don't know like confidence confidence is so important confidence yeah. is dare I say it probably the best accessory you can have um, just because if you walked down if you walked down Oxford Circus wearing the most flamboyant costume that I've ever seen and you strutted with confidence I'd be like that person is incredible I yeah. love it it's they inspiring. are pulling yeah they're pulling it off and I think yeah wearing your confidence is so important I just think that things I post I have a lot of Instagram accounts <laughs> like <laughs> I think just not caring what other people think is so important that took me quite a long time me too I agree because especially when photo dumps came out I was like okay what's going on here uh why is everyone posting really well it's I would say it's casual but you know like I plan out my photo dumps to fit what yeah I but just knowing that, I don't know, what did I post? I don't even know what I've been posting. Well, they say that like Instagram is just the highlight reel of your life. And that's why this influencer culture is, uh, has such a toxic element to it. Because yeah. people think, wow, this person has an incredible life. They're always happy. They're extremely rich. They're going out all the time, all these things. I think when photo dubs came along, it was like, well, it's sort of watered down highlight yeah. reel. Like, like, and people pretend like it's, like Instagram's become, become more casual but I don't think it really has. hasn't I don't know but I quite like that that I'm literally just posting it for the memories like this is for myself um so speaking mm. of like um Instagram and not caring what people think I'm curious to know when you do all these things you do all these ventures I'm similar like I have all these accounts as well I sometimes I have to try and ignore it but I sometimes have a little voice in my head like all the people that I grew up with, like the ones I went to school with, the ones from my hometown, mm -hmm. I feel like I sometimes worry about like what they might be thinking. Do you ever, uh, do you ever have that? 100%. Okay, good. I'm like, glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> like at school, I don't know, I was just like, I did my thing. Um, and I think at school, I, I don't know, I liked subjects. I didn't really know what my thing was there like I never had like a niche like some people knew they wanted to be medics from a very young age I think I came more into like my shell found my niche at uni I think yeah. I don't know from an outsider perspective I'm like oh maybe they do think oh Maxie's a lot more confident now and I like people do message me like oh it's so nice to see um like I keeping up with what you're doing but like some people follow that account like I would never think you'd follow that account and in yeah. school I would probably not have like a food account a general account like a normal account because I feel like I'd be way more judged but kind of being away from that bubble not that I've reinvented myself because I don't think like I've changed that much I've probably just become more confident but being able to just have these ventures and just not forget about them but kind of like just block them out and now I don't know I find it admirable to see what people from school that like I'm not close friends with doing because I'm like that's really nice that oh you spoke about that one lunchtime with me that you wanted to do this and now you're doing it so I think I see it more in that way but I 
always think about it I'm like oh do they think like I'm crazy or mm. I, I think, think that is the huge benefits of going off to uni as a young yeah. person like you do get an opportunity to reinvent yourself like not that we necessarily did but you you absolutely have the opportunity to do that because I mean you grew up in Leicester so I don't know how large of a place that was but I grew up in a fairly small town outside Manchester and everyone does know everyone's business you know and it is hard escaping that and that's why I think that when you do move out of the town that you grew up in or the city that you grew up in and you go somewhere else and you're forced to kind of introduce yourself because I know that sounds a bit silly but you know when you first meet people freshers or in societies or whatever like in new modules you have to introduce yourself you have to be a fully formed person to introduce yourself to get friends to do things and I think that this is so cringe and so like philosophical I'm sorry But, (laughs) but I think that having to find a way to formulate a um your individuality and your individual personality and who you are is so important for you to be able to understand and live with yourself for the rest of your life 100% and it's the only way you can grow yeah so I think that I'm not judging people that do stay in their hometown I don't want obviously I don't want people to think I am but I just think that there are that that is a huge benefit of leaving your hometown. Because sometimes I'm like, especially on my journalism account, I'm like, oh, am I posting too much? Or am I showing like too much of my life? Like we made a magazine this year. I would post so much about it. I'm like, oh, is this, do people find it annoying? But then at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm building my life, I'm building my career. This is what I want to do. This is going to help. I'm just going to do it. I think having that mindset and knowing that at the end of the day, like no one else's opinion actually matters. It's just so important. But I think it just, it's so hard because you're in a bubble at school and at school, I feel like you always care about everything. Like you care about this. People were like, oh, what did you get in this? But I hated that culture. (laughs) I did not realize that until I stepped away from it. Yeah. Which is so bizarre. And people ask, I love my school days. I don't think I'd want to do it all over again. Yeah. Good. Good way to end that little section, actually. Yeah. So I'll just try, I like just go on to the next section, which is sex. So you um, described yourself, you're a woman of colour. How do you think that impacts your dating life as in, in London or just in general? I think in general, so um, I'm Indu, Indu, I'm Indian, <laughs> and my religion is Hindu. So we have like a lot of traditions, and like my family, like we're not that we're traditional in the sense that we have our customs and things that we want to follow. But dating wise, I don't know. We don't really talk about it that much because I am a girl to two older brothers, so. I don't know it's a bit like oh she's I'm the youngest as well she's baby of the family um but I don't know in the back of my mind it's like if I marry someone or like I'm with someone that's the same religion as me it's just like easier but then I'm also like open to not because I'm like it's we're a different generation it's 2022 things are changing but I think 
I don't know. Dating in London is weird. Um, I always thought that I'd meet my partner at uni, but uh, not happened. Yeah, I, yeah, we've spoken about this before. I think I did as well. I would, yeah. I went to university. I was like, I need to go to these. Well, I need to put myself in a position where I'm going to meet my husband. Yeah, but I think. I don't know like I've tried dating here it's not been that successful um I think the culture in then is like I've got a lot of friends who are on dating apps I think that's like the best way to go my yeah. cousin getting married in a few months like she met her um her fiance on a dating app I think yeah that is mainly the culture in London when I speak to people like yeah I've just got on this app this is how I meet people this is how I date and I'm like okay whereas some of my friends like oh yeah my boyfriend's from my uni I'm like oh that's nice must be nice um but I don't know when I came to uni it wasn't I thought like I had that mindset yeah I'm gonna meet them but it was never my priority mm-hmm. and it still isn't really like I don't really mind I think I don't because- think it should be either be anyone's priority yeah and I think because you see it in like the films and like we've grown up with too many like rom-coms. Absolutely. We absolutely have that. It's such a good point. We've yeah. completely romanticized the idea of just living your life being normal because you're like constantly thinking about potentially meeting the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. I'm like, I'm sorry, Gabriella and Troy. Like, how did you just, this is not reality. <laughs> I think once you switch into the mindset that it is not reality, I don't know I'm just like it will come to me when it has to happen I'm not going to actively look for it which is so cheesy and everyone says that but I'm like it is also very true so but then yeah in London you can just meet so many people like you can Mm -hmm. meet people from different unis people that don't even go to uni um which I think is quite nice and I don't know my friend was telling me about that new there's a new app called Thursdays oh yes I I have the reason I follow this, I follow this app on Instagram. The reason I do is because their marketing is really, really cool. Yeah, with the billboards. Yeah, they have and great they, like, marketing. Walk around Liverpool Street. Yeah, and she was like, "Oh, I heard about this." I was like, "Okay, that sounds quite interesting." Because I think you can, they do events every Thursday. Yeah, I think yeah, that's probably one great thing about London. Like, people actively set up things that you could go to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, if you really, really wanted to find someone and put yourself in that position I think in London you can and I don't think it's you know some people might you know I think if, if it was happening in a small town like and there was like a singles event people would be yeah. like oh you're going to singles about that that's a bit desperate but in London that is so normal it's like it's just so going network as well it's probably like corporate London you go network and then potentially find someone to yeah. go on a date with. <laughs> And she was like, should we go one day? And I was like, maybe in the future, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I guess the dating scene is like whatever you want it to be. So I do have a question sort of about your experience at City University London. So there is generally a culture of rape at university, unfortunately, in terms of there are, you know, I remember there was a big push when I first, when I was in my undergrad about consent and the only yeah. thing that we really learned about consent was this tea video. Did you have to watch that? And it was like, no. if you want tea, then say yes. And if you don't want tea, uh-huh. then say no. And that's what consent is. And therefore, take this tea video and, you know, transfer it into um, sexual consent. I was just wondering what 
what cult, what the culture is like at City University of London or across all the University of London is is there a lot of instances of women not feeling safe is there instances where you feel universities don't protect them as much I just was wondering on your thoughts on that because obviously it is kind of quite you know high up in it's definitely talked about it's in the discourse about university yeah um I don't know loads about it because of the pandemic because oh, I was homeless course, yeah. for a long time of this degree and I think also because you are at a city like it's not a campus university I think things don't spread as much like you just don't know what's going on so but I'm like 100% like I know the uni's spoken up about it um during our freshers week like there was a talk by the SU and I know there were facilities to help but I think just it's just that I hate that kind of culture and you will hear like whisperings and something you'll just you always just feel helpless because you're just like what is going on why can't we do anything about this why are the uni not doing it but I don't I, yeah I don't really know because I don't think I know the reason I brought it up is only because that was such a, a pathetic excuse for teaching about sexual consent that yeah. we had at university. I just wonder how other universities approach it. And I think when yeah. I'm going back to first year, because it was never, I know in Freshers Week they would talk about it, but they don't do it, probably don't do it enough if I can't even remember. I think you, that should be like, as soon as you come in your welcome week, even if it's like a departmental thing that you have like a talk with someone that's better than like a tea talk just because you're young when you come and a lot of people might not have had these talks at school either mm. especially if you're moving out for the first time and going to accommodation so maybe there is a bigger problem and I've just been like blind to it because sheltered oh yeah and sheltered because I'm not aware of what the university provides but then also I'm like, are they not making it known enough? Mm. Well, definitely food for thought. Maybe I'll look to interview a few more people around university in universities in London, because I do think it's in such a big city and especially yeah. where we had, we've had instances of violence against women, like the Sarah Everard case and so on. Just think, you know, well, it's probably it important to be mentioned at university yeah. I think because there was like a big conversation I remember when the night tube was on strike was it like uh last term uh, no not last term um term one of this yeah. academic year the night tube was not running because the workers were on strike obviously I brought the strike because they weren't getting paid right I think um but it meant that a lot of women were a bit they were in the lurch like they weren't they weren't sure like how they'd be able to get home after yeah well, I think in London thing. I'm always so wary um especially at night time and like one of my closest friends lives like about 35 minutes away from me so sometimes I'm just like if we do something we'll just stay at each other's rather than mm -hmm. going home because yeah. it's usually safer that way like, you just have to be so street smart so clocked on well, um, we've gone to a bit of a lighter note. <laughs> um, sorry about that, guys, but it does need to be talked about, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, so the stereotypes that you might have faced while uh, at university, how do you feel about that? 
I don't think so. I think I've been in situations where, so I have like a very big family and I'm very fortunate to have like a lot of cousins and stuff and I have them like in London. And I don't know, sometimes, you know, when you're just really stressed and like, I don't want to pay for a train home, so I'll go and see my family. And you know, you know, when you can notice someone that judges you for doing that and they're like, oh, she's privileged. She has people here, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know what to do in that situation because I, I obviously know I am. I'm very, very fortunate to have people that I'm very close with around me. But then I, I don't want to feel guilty about it. I don't know if that counts as like a stereotype. But um, I'm trying to think. Not really. I think in the department, we're lucky because it's very international and I've never felt casted out, which is amazing. The only thing I wish was like, there was a bit more diversity um, amongst like the lecturers. I know that was the only thing I would notice, but it's been quite nice because I've been able to embrace like my culture and I've learned so much about other people, but I think it's just because the uni and like the course is so diverse and I've mm-hmm. met some, like fascinating people. I'm like, wow, we've grown up so differently, but I just find it so interesting to learn about because yes, yeah, school, I, my, my school was very diverse, but here it's just on a whole different level. I got friends mm. from like Angola, Greece, like from Germany. And I'm like, that is crazy because we're crossing paths. And I know that you're going to stay in my life for, well, I hope you stay in my life forever. But um, I think it is, it is scary because you're meeting so many different people from so many different places. And you're like, will they like me? Or they're going to think I'm weird or I'm from Leicester. They're going to be like, oh, why is she from there? I don't know. You, you probably just think about it, but we, those conversations don't really happen that often. Well, um, we've almost been talking for an hour now, so I'm going to wrap up. So thank you so much for joining me on this um, Who Are You podcast. Okay. Um, do you have any accounts or anything you'd like to plug before we sign off? I mean, you could follow Mansi the Journal if you want, <laughs> my little journalism account, but follow Carrot Magazine, (laughs) follow any, um, but I think it's so good that you do this, I think I kind of wish I had it before I came to uni, because listening to different perspectives, like, you're 17, 18 when you're deciding, which is so young, and you can go to as many open days, but actually listening and, like, learning after people have finished is, like, the best thing ever, I think it's the best advice you can get so yeah and I'm proud of you for doing it oh thank you well there you go little endorsement from editor-in-chief of current (laughs) magazine (laughs) okay well um thank you so much for listening guys and tune in for the next episode thanks for joining me on the who are uni podcast today I really hope you enjoyed this episode As always, I'm looking for new guests to talk about their university experiences. Um, If you think you've had an experience that is a teachable moment or something that you feel that incoming freshers might want to know about before they attend your university, please do let me know and uh, message on the Who Are Uni Instagram at Who Are Uni.